Hello and welcome to the Tell Me More podcast. This year, NHPA is releasing four episodes of Tell Me More, highlighting the 2021 Young Retailer of the Year honorees in order to further recognize and celebrate them for their contributions to the industry. NHPA would also like to recognize the program sponsors for their dedication to the independent retailers who are pushing the boundaries of the industry each day. Before we continue the episode, we'd like to bring on Keith Gallagher of Fluid Master to share a few points with our audience about the company and why the team at Fluid Master sponsors NHPA's Young Retailer of the Year Awards program. Welcome to the podcast, Keith. Thank you. We're happy to have you on. But, um, you know, to get started, I'd love to just learn a little bit about Fluid Master. And if you wouldn't mind sharing, I'm sure most of our, our um listeners have heard of Fluid Master or probably work with Fluid Master, but for maybe the 1% that doesn't know, it'd be great to get a little background on Fluid Master, what you guys do, and the products you, you provide the industry. Sure. I mean, Fluid Master's been around for over 60 years. Uh, always, uh, in the beginning, it was, it was one item. Uh, Mr. Shopey, the founder, he had this idea of how to make toilets work better uh, back in the 50s. And uh, from there, it was a, really, it was a one item company for many, many, many years. And then it really branched out into everything that, that uh, makes water flow through the, through the toilet system. So uh, it has been just a tremendous company to work for. It's still family owned. Um, and really the, the, mm-hmm. the, what drives Fluid Master is really these, the customers. And it really is part of how do we make our customers' lives better? And how do we design products that, that really help us do that? Definitely. Um, well, do you mind sharing a little <laughs> bit about you know some of the company's values? I know you said it's still family owned. And for a lot of retailers in our industry, that's also the case is that their businesses are family owned. So I'm sure family, family values are part of it, but maybe share some of the values Fluid Master has. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Mr. Chopiat had actually, back around 1960, had had come up with these founders' goals that uh, really were posted mm-hmm. on the walls throughout Fluid Master. And over the last couple of years, we did really update what's the values of, of Fluid Master and our employees, and and really some of that is the passion and and loving of what we do, um, our reliability. Um, we're the ones that you can count on and trust the integrity of what we do every day and making sure that we do the right thing for our customers and for each other as employees and also our collaboration in sharing our skills and knowledge to produce the best products and interact with our customers, uh, innovation and how we seek to make things better. And really it is our, our family and the fact that we are family at Fluid Master. We don't have a lot of short-term employees at Fluid Master. Everybody's really, uh, it, it really is once you, once you're part of that family, it's one that you just don't want to break away from. And the fact that we're very caring and that we're good citizens. And I think that's what brings us to what we're speaking about today. So can you talk a little bit about Fluid Master's commitment to the industry and the Young Retailer of the Year honorees? Yeah. Over the course of Mr. Shopey's life, he was always very involved in youth mentoring programs. And for us and our commitment to the hardware industry, it really goes hand in hand. Um, You know, for us, it really is 
bringing that next generation into the fold of what we're trying to do. Uh, you know, it, granted, we're primarily in plumbing products, but it's throughout the hardware store. And I know I've, I've been in hardware stores my whole life and started my career that way. And so for me, I really think of it as, uh, you know, hardware stores are all about community. And it's where you bring, mm -hmm. you know, people together. It's friendships. It's this transfer of knowledge. And so to have this younger generation really be a part of that and carry that on, uh, you know, a lot of these are, are family businesses uh, that, that it really is keeping that legacy of that hardware store going. And that's something that we really love being a part of. Yeah, I always say it's it's uh, so inspiring getting to, well, we've had virtual ceremonies recently, but getting to learn the stories of these inspiring retailers every year is awesome. And just, as you said, passing the torch on to that younger generation and seeing what they're doing is really cool. So, um, you know, on behalf of NHPA, I just want to thank you and Fluid Master again for your support. And... Um, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure, and uh, we look forward to being a part of it uh, next year as well. Wonderful. Well, we're excited as well. Welcome to another episode of Tell Me More, hosted by myself, Renee Shagnon. Today's episode is the first of four episodes that will come out in the next few weeks, highlighting the 2021 Young Retailer of the Year honorees. In this first episode, I sit down with Danny Estinger of Center Hardware and Supply in San Francisco and Colton and Daniel Halgren of Osage Hardware in Osage City, Kansas. We'll talk a little bit about their careers in the industry, how it felt to be honored through this award program, and what their future goals are. Before we dive in, NHPA would also like to recognize the program sponsors for their dedication to the independent retailers who are pushing the boundaries of the industry each day. Thanks go out to Aero Fastener, Epicor, Fluid Master, Intertape, Polymer Group, Midwest Fastener, MyTech, and Pony Jorgensen. Now let's get started. So welcome to the podcast, uh, Danny, Colton, and Danielle. I'm so excited to have you guys on, and um, yeah, this will be fun, I think. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, to be here. So first off, I'd love to get um, a little background on all of you guys. Um, and get your introductions to the industry. So I think if we could start with Colton and Danielle, um, you both were recognized as joint honorees of the Young Retailer of the Year Award for the under 2 million in sales category. Um, maybe give us a little background about yourselves. And I also heard that your introduction back into the industry all started with a doghouse. So I'd love to hear a little tidbit about that too. Yeah, so uh, Danielle and I grew up here in Osage City and we both graduated and uh, there's a class of 63 of us um, in 2012. And mm -hmm. immediately after that, I went to the Marine Corps and we, uh, we got married in 2013. And from there, um, we, I, I did my four years and got out. And when we were just living here in Osage again, when we got back, I just, yeah, I came in to our hardware store here and just, just to buy a doghouse and talking to the, the previous owner, Willie and Mary Sue Atchison. I used to work for him in high school and uh, mm -hmm. ended up buying a doghouse and got dinner plans to maybe purchase the store at a later date. Yeah. And I started, love that. That's cool. <laughs> it started as a joke before Colton ever left for the Marine Corps. They were like, hey, if you want to 
buy our house and our business so that we can retire and move back to Arizona, you know, that'd be great. And so <laughs> there was, I remember a specific time when we were in California, we were actually at a drive-in movie theater waiting for the movie to start and it just got brought up in conversation and we kind of contemplated it like, you know, would that be cool to have our own business? And they were like, nah, we don't want to do that. Like, yeah. But then when once we got back to Osage and, you know, he was working as a diesel mechanic and I worked at the school and just the amount of fulfillment after we started talking to Willie and Mary Sue that owning your own business can have, like we decided, okay, we're going to give it a shot. We sat down and had dinner with them and talked seriously about whether we were going to do it or not. And yeah, we... Shortly after that, decided, yes, we're going to do it, and we started saving for two years. Um, I know when we were working on buying it, I was pregnant with our second son, and mm -hmm. we had a two-year-old on top of that, and so we just oh, saved gosh. every penny we had and came up with enough for a down payment, and, and then three short years later, I mean, here we are. Yeah, so they took off for Arizona. Did you take over the house or just the business? Just no, the business. Just the business. Yeah. And they're actually still here in town. They didn't actually. Oh, yeah. yeah. But it was just funny that it started out as just a, you know, funny little joke. And then here we are and it all came to fruition. Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah. They were, uh, they were really good to us. They, while I just, so I could be around more, I started working as a delivery driver around town. Uh -huh. So I came here after that and and start working and they uh they open you know open their books to us and showed us you know showed danielle how to do all the taxes and everything and um they were they were fantastic we uh we learned a lot from them Absolutely. that's great and it's probably nice too that they're still in town not that you really need them anymore but if in the beginning it was probably nice if you're like uh i have no idea about xyz and they could fill in those Absolutely. those gaps for you guys so yeah and that's they great. still do pop in every once in a while the local customers. yeah like, hey, what are you doing here? <laughs> I know. You are the owner. What's going That's on? That's right. Willie will, well, if, if we're swamped, Willie will take a customer over and, and, and help the customer. I love that. I love that. Um, so I guess next, I'd love to get uh, Danny. You were also named a Young Retailer Honoree, and you were honored for the over $2 million in sales category. Um, I heard you came into the industry with a passion for woodworking and the kind of mechanical side of things, which really helped lay the foundation for your role in inventory management and buying at Center Hardware in San Francisco. Um, do you mind sharing maybe a little bit of your background and kind of what led you to want to work at Center Hardware and what it's been like in, in your role that you're in today? Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, I, I just, um, I was originally, I mean, this is probably like eight years ago now I was working at Whole Foods and um you know I, I worked there for a long time and had kind of just started thinking about well they were going to be bought by Amazon there were a lot of changes happening <laughs> yeah so uh so I kind of started looking into the independent channel um for work because I had never really you know done that I'd worked at Whole Foods since I started going to college so <laughs> yeah. um so I like basically just answered a Craigslist ad. I mean, it's definitely not as exciting as your business story, but um, yeah, I answered a Craigslist ad, went and had an interview. And I mean, the like vibrancy of that place and of everybody there is so amazing. I was, um, you know, super into it just from the get go. And then also, yeah, I, I've been doing some, you know, woodworking and 
kind of my brother's a mechanical engineer so we're always like playing around making stuff but um the idea of being around like all the tools and hardware and nerding out basically every day for my job sounded really appealing um yeah. so yeah that's kind of how I got into it and got into the hardware world I love it <laughs> I love that. And I know from kind of watching uh, the video that we had about you, it sounds like you're also really into looking at the numbers and you were able to do a lot of things with that kind of, you know, love of digging deeper into the analytics of things even. If yeah, I'm definitely that. an Excel nerd. And uh, <laughs> like, it's, it's such an important part of like growing, you know, I think being able to look at those things analytically um, in both worlds, like on the sales floor, being like having an analytical eye and being able to spot stuff and then also in the back room, you know, realizing where things are important and, you know, what changes need to be made based on data available to you. Yeah. So, yep. Definitely. <laughs> That's a skill I wish I had. So I, I give you props <laughs> on that because I'm definitely more of a right brain than the left side. And I have to work very hard <laughs> at the left side. Um, so I'd love to start and now we can kind of hop into questions where we'll all just kind of talk and have a conversation among all of us. But um, both of your stores are, are in different parts of the country um, and they serve probably different customer bases. Maybe you can clarify for me. But um, do you do you each mind uh, maybe sharing a little bit of, of the background of the communities you do serve and the types of products or niches that you specialize in? Yeah, um, I think the biggest difference would be between her being in San Francisco and us being here. Um, yeah. there's, a, there's not a stoplight in our county. So wow. it's very well, different, very, yes, very different. Um, we are about 30 miles away from the, the nearest like big city that has like a big box store in it. So that helps us, you know, in that regard. Um, That's great. Yeah. Yes. But our, our demog demographically, we are in a, uh, we're in like a sleeper town. So you, yeah. you know, you raise your family here, but then you go to that big city to, to work. And so what yeah. we have, what, what our struggle is, is to have those customers come to, you know, they, they go all the way up for work and drive by all those big box stores to stop by Osage Hardware on their way home. So that's, mm -hmm. that's our, our challenge. Um, and so we, we started a niche of a, a garden center. There was nowhere at the time right. to buy live plants in town. And that, that took off very well. And um, we've... We've expanded on our lawn and garden. We've expanded on paint a little bit more and um, mm -hmm. just trying to trying to come up with little things to try and keep people here shopping locally. Yeah, definitely. We're a, we're a big farming community. And mm -hmm. so we knew that going in. And so we're like, okay, what are the obvious things that they're going to need? And then what else can we bring in to provide for them? And so we do have a lot of plans of expanding kind of like a farm and ranch area you know yeah. offering the nuts and bolts that you need to fix the shear bolt on your tractor <laughs> versus mm -hmm. something that danny might experience <laughs> in san francisco so yeah, yeah. no tractor supplies <laughs> yeah tell us about center hardware danny what what's what's it like there and i mean yeah it's I'm an urban city so that, like we're on this like podcast together because we're totally opposite basically Absolutely. yeah, um, yeah. I mean it's we're you know in the dog patch community of San Francisco and um, we I mean our main clients are all you know uh, 
the city of San Francisco is one of our biggest customers. Um, so DPW, um, basically the entire city of San Francisco. But um, yeah. and we have a kind of a minimum homeowner, uh, sure. you know, clientele. Um, we mainly focus on the commercial and industrial guys. So we've got mm-hmm. elevator companies that are coming in and you know buying big amounts of things all at the same time or whatever hardware they need and. Uh, yeah, it's definitely a totally different vibe. And we, um, the, the funny thing about COVID, and I don't know how you guys had, you know, this experience with COVID, but we had to kind of like re-gear because a ton of those commercial guys weren't working when it first happened. Mm-hmm. So we had yeah. to take, you know, what we used to have like an aisle of lawn and garden. It was probably like, actually like three quarters of an aisle. <laughs> like it wasn't even a full aisle because yeah. nobody has, you know, lawns or gardens or anything. They have like planters on their deck or whatever. <laughs> so, um, so we kind of had to re-gear and like we expanded on lawn and garden just like you guys did but probably on a way smaller scale um but yeah so i mean it, it was definitely like realizing that there was a shift happening because all these homeowners were at home and they couldn't even get into home depot because it was so busy yeah. um mm-hmm. and everybody just blew up so i mean we're kind of like leveling out a little bit now um but we've definitely like happily retained that homeowner business for the most part um so we'll we'll see what happens in the coming year but um our industrial guys are coming back and we're keeping some of those homeowners still so it's kind of cool yeah yeah Yeah. absolutely where everyone wasn't going to work you know people weren't Mm -hmm. going to those big cities so yeah i'm sure that was crazy they were staying there all day and so they weren't wanting to go to the big cities you know they wanted to stay away from you know Mm -hmm. as many people as possible so we uh yeah, we, we did very well last spring. Yeah, well. but, and the great thing too is like once those people come in and they like see your customer service, right? They see how awesome you get, like that's how you get them. Cause I don't think, I mean, the majority of the people who came in during COVID had never been in our store at all. They didn't even realize yeah. we were there. So yeah. it's a huge, like, good thing, unfortunately. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Wear industry. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. The home improvement industry, I mean, from, I mean, ever since COVID happened, I don't think I've had a single podcast episode where we haven't at least mentioned it because it's yeah. it, it just has had ripple effects over everything. But specifically mm-hmm. for our industry, I mean, it's it's been for most people good, but there's also things that come with it is, you know, maybe a lack of staff or oh, yeah. um or so, dealing with you know not being able to train people custom, yeah fun. all of that <laughs> yeah so there's there's been it, there's been great things that have come out of it but then other challenges that retailers have faced but i think it's just making the industry stronger honestly so sure. um so can each of you maybe talk about some of the improvements or successes you were able to bring to both um, Osage Hardware and Center Hardware, and what are some of the things that you're most proud of? And these might be things that were mentioned through your application or um, just in general, like different things you've done over in your time in, in each of your businesses. Yeah. You guys can go first again. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, uh, when we bought the store, we it was a functioning hardware store. Everything was yeah. fine. Just everything, everything that we wanted to do was just improvements. Really, you know, there was no yeah. major, major deals. Um, we we put a new roof over. Um, there was a, a a roof leak. We we fixed. Mm-hmm. But, um, we had because of the roof leak. When I was redoing the roof, we got a really bad rainstorm, and then we had to redo a bunch of floor as well. <laughs> after that, oh, um, then we uh, we converted the whole store to LED. 
um, then we we bought when we bought the hardware store. There's a there was an empty lot right next to this right next to the store, and mm -hmm. we put a hole in the firewall, and we put a door in there so we could contain our lawn and garden center, put fences up on each side. Um, mm -hmm. And just a little as we go, we're trying to phase out those um, items that have been on the shelf for 20 years. You know, we're just uh, every, yeah. just going through just kind of four foot by four foot um, when we, when we can't, when we can afford it. That's, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, let's do this four foot section this year kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah, just stand on what he said. Um, yeah, we started on the roof and as they were starting construction on it, that storm came through and we walked in the next day and there was wet ceiling tiles on the floor, oh. all the product got wet and there was standing water. And I remember texting my one employee at the time and I'm like, hey, I know you're not scheduled to work, but I could really use your help because Colton was up on the roof trying to fix whatever needed to be done for that time. And he came in and we were, yeah, cleaning up the wet ceiling tiles. And so our store was exposed for a long time. We went through winter where the heat just went right up because there was nothing to bounce it back off of without those ceiling tiles. And then um, after we got that done, we closed the store for a week to redo the floor where we scraped up all the old tile and Colton helped the flooring company because they are local and we know them personally. And um, yeah. so we, yeah, put barriers up so that way everything didn't get all dusty and moved all the shelving out of the way and redid the flooring. And then Colton redid the LEDs himself. And so that was really, it was a good experience too because when people yeah. come in and they're like, hey, we're thinking about switching to LEDs. I'm like, oh, this is your guy. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Do it. Um, and then, yeah, with the garden center, we decided, you know what, this is the time. We're just going to go for it. And we hired a contractor to come in, and he put a hole in our four-foot limestone wall. And um, and then, yeah, we put the fences up, and it went over so well with the community, especially because that was when COVID came. So everybody's like, I'm yeah. home. in a garden. I want to get these flowers. And we were so busy. But yeah, yeah, I mean, just those little improvements. I mean, the the wall was, you know, wood paneling from the 70s. And so I slapped yeah. on some paint and it's brighter and everybody's like, oh my gosh, it looks so different in here. Yeah. It's amazing yeah. what some paint can do. So yeah, it just is. things, but it definitely has a brighter look and feel to it than a normal hardware store, I feel like. Yeah, and a big yeah. a big improvement that we made. Um, we bring our dog here every day. Yes, yes. that's and awesome. She gets more customers than we do some days. Of course, that's awesome. <laughs> I loved all her pictures in the. Honestly, she's the reason you have a hardware store. So I mean, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, she's under the table right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's her name? Sadie. No, Sadie could have been Sadie's hardware. It might as well be. It's some people just <laughs> that way. Um, people will bring it. Kids will, kids will ask as soon as they get out of school to come to that store with the dog. Aww, I love uh, it. So yeah, she gets she gets a lot of love, and that's that that's... was a big big improvement when we <laughs> yeah. when one of us is home on a Saturday with the kids, 
And like la this last Saturday, I forgot to bring her with me when I worked. And uh, yeah, I, I, I we had a pile of bones behind the counter there because I had to give Aww. lady afterwards. I forgot to bring her. They came Aww. in to see her. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. So, Danny, what are some of the some of the things that um, that you were able to kind of do at Center Hardware? And maybe you you mentioned it in your application, or it's just something you're super proud of. Yeah, um, we. I mean, they're definitely not as like momentous as like putting a new roof on or anything like that. But um, a lot of, like I said, I'm like a data nerd. So um, when I got there, the inventory kind of hadn't been looked at with like a like that analytical eye. Um, sure. And like I came from Whole Foods where you have like every day their orders placed, and it's like a it's a daily thing. Like you have to figure out yeah. what's moving fast, and you have to know it in your head. Like we used to just shoot with a gun, you know. There's no like mm -hmm. computer or anything, but um, yeah. but taking that and like kind of putting it into a world where you do have this massive, you know, database of information and time to pull from. So I slowly when I started as the you know as the purchasing manager i kind of just started looking at all the inventory and, and saying what's dead what can we get rid of which is hard in a hardware store because there's things that you can't and people get mad at you like old men will get mad at you if you get rid of that you know that hinge that they've been using for 40 years right so yeah yeah well and in san francisco it's worse too because everybody's got those old houses they're all yeah. 20s houses with weird hardware right so everybody's like well i got this you know knob here 10 years ago and i'm like well the stores moved twice then so i i don't you know like, yeah so um so yeah it's, it's it, I think my my biggest like success and the thing that I'm proud of is being able to say that like the back stock was severely decreased um, after like you know probably a year of me working there um we got so many new cool things in place of like, like you know stuff we that was dead stock before we got to expand on some really cool areas like I'm super into woodworking so I was like, Jamie, we should probably get some woodworking stuff in. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we got, you know, things like Occidental Leather and Shaper and Festool and all these really cool woodworking specific things, which also brought out like a weird customer base that we didn't kind of tap into until we started doing that, which was like the maker community in San Francisco. So yeah. we've got a ton of artists and woodworkers that come into the store and are stoked on all that. So it's, it's something I'm super proud of. So yeah, um, general like inventory management stuff that kind of you know wasn't um, super in place there before, but um, it, you know it's something cool I got to do. So yeah. So I know uh, both of your operations are very involved in the communities that they serve in. Um, do you guys mind maybe talking about why you think it's important to be involved in the community and? and you know maybe what that can having events or different initiatives what are some of the things that you've done that you're maybe most proud of or that really connect people the most um yeah the i mean to be involved in the community they're the only reason you're here they're the only yeah. reason that you can keep your doors open especially in like a small community that we're in um it's it's everything you know and mm -hmm. um, a big box store is not going to donate to that that local event that's going downtown they're not gonna no you know they're not gonna care about your they're not gonna care about after prom you know for the high school kids um they're we are we are here for them because they're here for us yeah um, yeah yeah we uh we because you know the hardware industry as a whole did did very well and successful throughout 
um, COVID, we did we we did pretty well. So we yeah. just tried to think of different ways where we could help the community. Uh, so we talked about it and we looked up and wrote down every business that's in town, um, mm-hmm. every every one of them. And I went around to all of those businesses and I bought, well, I think it was $45 worth of gift cards to from each business in town. Oh, that's great. So, and they could do it however that business wanted to. They could do a, you know, one or three fifteens or one forty-five, what however they wanted to yeah. do it. Forty-five dollars off of labor, however they wanted to do. But uh, then we took that and all those gift cards, and we just put them in the hardware store. That you know, if yeah, if you come and take one, have it in your mind that if you're gonna, you know, have that fifteen-dollar gift card, you're gonna spend sixty dollars. You know, just yeah. something, you know, you're getting free money. So bring it up, you know, try and boost our local economy type of thing. And it was yeah. very well received. And um, I uh, I hope it helped our local businesses a little bit, you know. Yeah, definitely. A lot of them did come back in and say, you know, oh, I received a new customer that never would have came in for that reason. Yeah. But, um, another way that were involved. I mean, I worked at the school and since it is such uh-huh. a small community, um, I got to know a lot of the kids and the teachers and yeah. So it is really neat, you know, when the parents come in with their kids and they're like, oh, I know her. She used to, yeah. Work or I, I taught gymnastics for a few years. And so it's like, that's my gymnastics teacher. And I'm like, that's right. You know? And so, so that was really neat. Um, Colton, is on the fire department here in Osage. And so I think that is really, it offered our store, since it's just the two of us, you know, it gives him the flexibility to go to a fire call in the middle of the day, whereas all the other firefighters have eight to five jobs that they can't get away from. And so I think that's really beneficial for the fire department that he could handle the store for a few hours while he goes and, does his thing. Um, the school comes down every once in a while to talk about community and small businesses and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. we always open our doors to the kids and let them walk around. I print it off like a scavenger hunt where it's like, go find this item and they have to walk around the store. So maybe they'll see something cool and be like, hey mom, I saw this at the hardware store. Right. <laughs> yes. Or the dog, of course, the dog's like. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> But also, Aww. I mean, just for Mother's Day, I um, I host an event where kids can come plant a flower for free. And yes, it's just in like a little white Dixie cup. But yeah. I mean, it's just something neat to provide for kids because my look at it is kind of like they're the next generation of yeah. obsidians. And so the more of a relationship you can create with them, then that's just one more reason why they would want to come see us versus yeah, order shopping online. online. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. And so that's really neat. I enjoy doing that. We um, hosted a farmer's market for the first time this year, which cool. I was super excited about. And I got on and researched. I'm a researcher, so I dive into everything as deep as I can. And... Um, figured out that I had all the green lights because it the lot that we built or the lot that we bought was private property. It had street parking, so we didn't have to worry about any of those restrictions. And 
it was under our insurance liability so that was all good to go so i was like all right vendors come set up i didn't charge for it because i just wanted the community to get together i want them to be in town on a saturday morning shopping around and maybe if they come here then they'll stop at the other stores along the way and it's just yeah that's their first year so it was pretty small but i plan on advertising more and making it more of a big deal and hoping yeah it'll turn out the way that i have it dreamed up in my head (laughs) that's so cool Danny, tell me a little bit about some of the things that you guys do in uh, at Center Hardware. I know there's a tool of Palooza, which sounds pretty cool. Oh, um, yeah. So tell us a little all, about that's that. That's all for the tool nerds. We have we so we used to. I mean, well, this, everything's been changed because of COVID. But yeah, um, the year before COVID, we. I mean, so we're a big focus for Center is this idea that kind of the the trades are going away or they're being perceived as something mm-hmm. totally different now, right? And I mean. I, I don't think as many kids think to themselves like, oh, I want to be an electrician when I grow up anymore. So yeah. we, which is a bummer and it's so, it's so unfortunate. But um, so we started this thing called Build the Future, which is basically this event where we would get together with all our like top vendors um, at the store and um, basically put on this big event uh, as a fundraiser for one of the biggest trade schools, uh, it's like a trade high school in San oh, Francisco. Cool. It's called John O'Connell. Um, so we did that once a year and we would try and, you know, just raise money to give to the school so they could, you know, get whatever tools they needed or, and we would often donate stuff to them if they needed. Um, so that, I mean, but trying to like reinforce the idea that, you know, those trades are important and like having that education piece where kids can get out of high school or even in high school, start learning a trade and developing their skills and be able to go out and do something like positive and constructive in the world. Like. I think it's so important. Um, so yeah, and that's that's something that Center I'm sure will continue to do in some facet. We you know we've kind of been put on hold with the uh, with COVID, but yeah. yeah and then Tool Blues is more of a party for all the tool nerds, but <laughs> it's not. I mean, it's it's great for the community too. We get a lot of people there and coming in. Um, but also just other things, you know, like I mean just participating in local events with like, like there's this museum of craft and design that's down the street from us. So we partnered with them. I think it was a couple of years ago now um, to do this whole thing in their museum. They had this like big, it was all like motors, like old motors and little Mm -hmm. gears and all this like really cool mechanical stuff that they had in there. So they were like, Hey center, like, do you guys want to partner with us? And we'll do this whole, um, I think we called it the machinist bar. So, like, okay. kids could go in and, like, you know, build these little things out of hardware that we supplied. I think I built, like, a whole little, like, direction set for how to, like, build your own chest set out of, like, nuts and bolts. So, oh, cool. Um, yeah, just anything, you know, to kind of get your foot in the door and talk to the community and help the community in any way is always awesome. So, yeah. <laughs> NHPA, formerly we were called NRHA. I mean, we've been around for over 120 years uh, serving independent retailers. And now we even include, you know, paint retailers under our umbrella in the home improvement industry. But um, I'd love to know how you guys were maybe introduced to the association and was it through being nominated or um had you done much with us before um and what are what has the nomination given you maybe a first-hand look at some of the things we provide i just love to hear your thoughts on that yeah so i remember whenever we just started working for willie and mary sue before we ever even bought the store I remember they handed me this hardware retailing magazine 
and it just yeah. happened to be one of the ones that had the young retailers of the year and I yeah was like, oh man goals right yeah <laughs> and so I would sit there and I'd look at it and I learned so much from well from that magazine but sure the resources that are out there and available is amazing um and then I remember talking to our sales rep about it and next thing you know he was like oh yeah by the way you guys are nominated and it's like oh wow and so he was like well i need some backstory you know here's this this and yeah. this so and then you guys gave us the call and i remember doing like the little happy dance around the office like oh my gosh got it and and i was so excited because there was no way to have just colton get it or just die to win it you know it yeah was, it was like, well, yeah, that would be great. And maybe we could apply as a couple. And then if that didn't work, like then we would try one of us or something, but like we're, I'm 26, he's 27. So it was, I was gonna keep applying. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just wanted that so bad, the validation, I guess. And yeah. so, so yeah. That's what got me started on it. I was like, yep, that's our goals. I want to get to that point. And it's amazing that within the first three years of owning the business that we did. And so I am very grateful. And then you've said before too, is it just the two of you in the, in the business at this point? So you're we, doing uh, everything. We hire high schoolers. To like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. So it's literally you on guys Saturdays. Like, that's yeah. crazy. Wow. It's just us. That's yeah. amazing. That's amazing. I do the book work and I do like help the customers and I mean, yeah. we just we both do all of it. We do the merchandising, we do the stocking or the inventory, you know, Yeah. Um, one week I'll do the order and the next week he'll do the order or whatever. But yeah, it is. You guys are beasts. That's amazing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it was, it was a big undertaking. I mean, to learn all the ropes. Um, yeah. I come from, my dad was a handyman. And so I had a good understanding of things, but I had a lot to learn in those few years that we worked for him before we ever bought the store. And yeah. I have, I've learned so much. And I'm, I, like I said, I'm a researcher, so I'm still willing to learn. I want to know how it works yeah. or what the deal is, so. Well, and there was something yeah. to be said too of learning how to um, work with your spouse, you mm -hmm. know, yeah, one hundred percent of the time. It, yeah, it it took it took a little bit, but um, yeah, yeah, it just you know you know what I mean. Just trying to get trying to get used to that aspect of it. Yeah, we've done yeah. Uh, we've done pretty well so far. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. We were young enough in our marriage to be able to adapt. So when he was yeah. in the Marine Corps, we got married. He we went to he went to the Marine Corps, so we moved to California. We were together for six months, and then he deployed for six months. So then it was yeah. like back to being, I mean, kind of single again. You know, you had to yeah. learn. So then we moved yeah. home, had kids, and then all of a sudden, yeah, it's twenty four <laughs> hours a day. You're with each other. And yeah. so we were still in the adapting phase. We haven't fallen into a root yet. Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, it's like, how do you not take business home when you see each other and think about the business all, all day? We talk That's about, all we talk about. At yeah. the dinner table with the kids, it's like, yeah, yeah. we need to order this, this, and that for next yeah. week. Yeah. So it just happens. It's a part of the kids come to the store every day after 
4 p.m. I tell customers, yeah. like, well, enter at your own risk after 4 because yeah. this kid's going to bike down the aisles. Like, <laughs> Yeah. I love it. It makes it a true family business. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Is. Yeah. Danny, what about you? What was your kind of introduction to NHPA and and was what's kind of your relationship been like with the association? Yeah. Um, I mean, truly, I probably personally don't have a huge prior to this relationship with the association. Yeah. But um, Jamie, who's my boss and the COO of Center, um, she's very involved and is constantly – reading and telling me and sharing with me articles that you guys have. And, you yeah. know, um, I mean, I think that, to, and through her, I kind of gained knowledge about things only because there's such a vast community with all this knowledge and it's all in one place. And it's, yeah. it's a great meeting of the minds in the hardware world. And it's so nice to be able to have those resources and be able to, you know, if you're thinking about doing something in the store, be like, well, maybe I should talk to, you know, so-and-so over at that store. I know they're, you know, a member, so we'll, like, contact them that way. It's 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 a great yeah. resource um, for anybody in the hardware industry. So, yeah. yeah. So, um, I know, Danielle, you told us a little bit about what it was like being nominated and selected. Um, and it sounds like you were really excited about it. Uh, Danny, what, what were your kind of thoughts uh, being nominated and then selected? Um, I had zero. I yeah, I had zero idea that I had even been nominated. Um, <laughs> so, so you just so get a Jamie call like you like, won, and you're like, "What did I get?" Telling me, yeah. <laughs> and then I got this phone call, and I was like, "Who are you? Like, what is yeah. this? What scam yeah. is this?" Um, yeah, right? Yeah. And I like once I realized like he, he was like Jamie Gittins, like she and I was like, "Oh my god, that's insane!" And I mean, I was like floored. I. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a huge honor, and I've I've worked really hard, and I can say that proudly and confidently now. Um, but I mean, it's it's just a massive reward for the amount of work that I've put in, and how much I love Center. Um, yeah. And I I think it's one of the most amazing places on the planet, and I'm you know I'm glad to be a, a winner and part of it. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's great. <laughs> So what advice, I guess, would, would both of you or would all of you guys give to any other young retailers who, you know, maybe they'll be inspired uh, like you or Danielle seeing the magazine cover, but maybe someone's listening to this and going, you know, I'm in the age range of, you know, 35 or younger and I've done X, Y, and Z and uh, should I nominate myself or maybe an owner is listening or a, another retailer is listening and going, I know of the perfect person for this, like, what advice would you give to someone listening um, who may be thinking of applying or who may be thinking of nominating someone for it? I say go for it. If it's whether it's yourself that's thinking like, man, I want this for myself or the owner mm -hmm. like that, that sees the perfect person. Because like I said, I'm so excited for the networking opportunity. I remember... Yeah seeing the magazine article and looking up the previous winners on Instagram being like, what is, she? and of course, as a female in the hardware industry, which Danny, you can understand. I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's a whole different perspective because, and so I looked up her and I was like, what's she doing? And she's really great at marketing. So I followed her and I'm going to start implementing these marketing things. And so it's, already provided a networking opportunity for me i haven't reached out to her personally but i follow her yeah. and so i can kind of get ideas and i'm excited to meet all of you guys the other honorees yeah. and, you and to yeah exactly to see and bounce ideas off each other like like you were talking about the building a future that is 
as you were talking, I was just sitting there in my brain thinking like, how can I do this in Osage? That is such a good idea. I can think yeah. of this guy. And as you were talking about like the uh, the farmer's market, I was like, oh, we have a parking lot. Nobody has a parking lot in San Francisco. <laughs> so yeah, totally get it. Because <laughs> yes, and that's what my hopes are for the future is just to, and for the young retailers, whoever's listening, just go for it because I, think that this could really be something amazing. I'm excited yeah. for it. It really lays the groundwork uh, for, because a lot of people that have been nominated um, end up, you know, many of them end up being uh, honored later in life as, as our Top Gun. So that's another award you get kind of later in your career. Um, and so that's the, the next uh, goal to aim for. Perfect. Um, or they'll or they'll get really involved with the association. Maybe they'll become a board member um, or they'll send people through our retail management certification program. There's, you know, there's so many different ways to stay involved in the industry. And so we're just kind of here as a as a connector. We like to bring people together, help educate and do anything we can to keep the industry strong. But um, Danny, what what would your advice be? Do you have any any thoughts or, or things either for someone nominating someone? Because you didn't put your hat in yourself, but <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I guess I, I same thing. I mean, you just have to be confident in yourself, and if you think that you can do it and you want it, then do it. But the other side of it too is like if if you're someone who is you know eligible to be nominated by somebody else, um. I'd say the most like important thing is to talk to people and by people, I mean like customers, like customers yeah. are the most, like the best wealth of knowledge in terms of like what's going on in the hardware world and like what, sure. you know, what's happening around you, how you should be adapting your store, what changes you should be making customers and your team members. And I know you guys don't, <laughs> don't have very many, so maybe not listen to the high scores, but <laughs> but I've got, you know, Center's got guys that have been working there for 30 plus years. Um, I think somebody's working there for 40 years, actually. So, like, we have really long-term guys, and they've been around a lot, and they know a lot. And you have to be able to, like, talk to people and listen and hear their feedback. And that's the way that you grow, you know, like, yeah. by taking in other people's opinions and having conversations and figuring out what works, what doesn't. Um, so I, I'd say just be open and be communicative and and then, uh, you know, throw the magazine on your boss's desk or something. I don't know. Maybe. Right. Yeah. I'm not sure. <laughs> That's a good. Yeah. To bounce off your customer service, like for the hardware industry, the brick and mortar store is what we have. And so yeah. we've got to stretch that as far as we can. Yeah. So, yeah, the customer service is the part of that. You're not going to get that at the big box stores or online. And so absolutely, I'm with you on that one. Or even yeah. in other industries too. Like I feel like the hardware world, like you the whole thing that happens is they come in with a problem and then you guys have to like walk through how to solve it, right? Like it's such a cool customer interaction. I came from grocery where it was like the soy sauce is over there. So, yeah. you know, like it's like a different different thing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's all about the conversation. So so good. Yes. Well we've learned because we're you know, we were twenty what, twenty two and twenty three when we bought the store, like we don't know anything about hardware. Right. You know? Here's and the plumbing aisle. That's right. <laughs> yeah. 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 What are you using this for? You know, because you're talking to tradesmen when you're with, when they come in, and that's that's how we learned. You know, Willie yeah. taught me as much as as much as he could, but our customers is who have taught us and then supported us at the same time. 
it's uh yeah absolutely customers are, are big in it well i just want to again thank all of you guys for coming on the podcast um kind of i always end it with is there any last things that you want to share with our listeners or any last things you want to say i mean in many ways this is kind of putting a little bow on the end of all of the you know things that nrh or nhpa here i'm calling it nrha still but all the things that um to you know recognizing you guys um what are some last words that you want to share with uh, our listeners today thank you for listening <laughs> uh, yeah. thank you to our sponsors um, for putting this on and um we're just really excited to like i said get to know everybody and see you in vegas that's yeah excited Danny um yeah I mean I want to give a shout out to the every store <laughs> um every store I, I love you guys a lot and you're awesome and then um I want to thank Jamie just for nominating me without me knowing um and yeah I mean I I'm super excited and happy and I, I couldn't be more grateful so uh, thank you I'm glad also that you still say NRHA because I did that yes. in my acceptance speech, and then I like went and read a bunch of emails, and it was like NHPA, and I was like, "Damn it, <laughs> it's hard." Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. Well, it was so great getting to chat with you guys, um, and we are we're just so happy to have you on, and and thanks for being the first round of. Uh, podcast interviews and anyone listening make sure to uh, tune into the next three they'll be coming out every other and then if you didn't get a chance to uh, see the the ceremony you can go on um, NHPA your NHPA.org and then under events you can watch uh, the previous this year's um, video to see everyone including Center and Osage's uh, videos about their businesses so make sure to check that out if you haven't already um, but thanks again, everyone, for coming on. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Renee. Of course. Do you know how your business stacks up compared to average and high-profit operations in the industry? Get your financial questions answered by participating in NHPA's 2021 Cost of Doing Business Study. Participation is free and easy. It takes just a few minutes to complete and your personal information is confidential. When you participate, you'll receive a free copy of the study, a $499 value, along with a personalized financial analysis of your operation with ratios and other financial tools. The deadline to participate is fast approaching. To learn more or get started, visit yournhpa.org slash codb.